escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad, ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Sick. So, how do you expect a facility like that to deliver healthcare to people in need of it? Meanwhile, go to the Ghana Health Service website and they tell us what a standard hospital should look like. They say a standard hospital should have a diagnostic and treatment functions. It should also have clinical laboratories, imaging, emergency rooms. They also tell us they must have fundamental inpatient care or bed-related function. And then they must have emergency rooms, surgery, but this is my personal favorite, hospitality functions. They must also have food service and housekeeping. Does this mirror anything close to the reality that we saw on the ground in that particular hospital that we just visited for our sick hospital series? Absolutely not. And this isn't isolated at all. It isn't. Because if you look at the statistics, and we'll get into a bit of that when we speak to our, our guests who are joining us for a conversation right now, because 5%, only 5% of health facilities across the country have the full complement of the basic equipment you need for examination and measurement. Only 5%. And that is an alarming statistic. That's not all. There's a fair bit of other data out there that tells us the, the, the nature of this problem on the national scale. Only 38% of all facilities in this, in this country offering inpatient services have dedicated isolated uh, isolation beds. So especially when we're dealing with a post- COVID era, that becomes a very important uh, facility uh, and, you know, resource to have in a, health, in a health facility. You have only 44% of health centers and 14% of CHIPS uh, compounds having newborn resuscitation equipment. And so if you give birth in this facility, you're going to struggle. Only 14% uh, of these CHIPS compounds across the country have newborn resuscitation equipment. That should tell you the challenge that the health facilities face. 68% of the facilities do not have access to an emergency transport system for patients. And this is in spite of the investment that we made into ambulances across the country where, as you know, each constituency should have one. But the numbers say we still have a shortage across the country where hospitals, facilities do not have the means of transporting the patients in emergency situations. Only 24% of facilities offer inpatient services. So the story is grim. And if you are a mother looking at resuscitation equipment, which is, should be very, very basic, only 14% of CHIPS compound have that. And, and for many communities, that's all they have. The CHIPS compound is all they have. Even, even at the national level, go beyond the CHIPS compound, 44% of health centers also have that. So what happens when a newborn baby, for example, has an emergency and needs to be resuscitated, chances are that newborn baby will die because it lacked that. Let's have this conversation. 
And my guests are joining me uh, for this. When I return for the break, I will hear them. As you see there on your screens, that this is a very fundamentally and very important conversation. So I want to bring in their thoughts and also see what solutions we can offer. The government is trying with the Agenda 111, but fundamentally, building structures, does that solve the fundamental problem after this break? Imperial is always brought to you by Syntex Tanks. It is strong, it is tough. Alumobites experience greatness in every moment. Ghana AIDS Commission and PEP student. Every smile matters. And no matter your water needs, Syntex Tanks has it all. Syntex Tanks is first introducing double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. And they have also introduced an ability for you to choose your own tank, and this is bespoke. They are nationwide. They have seven years warranty. No other Tank provider has that. You want to call them on 0244 335 168. 0244 335 168. Or shop online at syntaxjuice.com. Syntax Tank. A strong, a tough. Now, pepsidin cavity fighter is fortified with pro and micro calcium ingredients, sealing tiny and invisible holes in your teeth. This prevents cavities, keeps your teeth strong and mouth healthy. A pepsidin cavity comes in 175 grams, big family pack, 120 grams. Ijaqua Park, 67 gram and 12 gram sachets. So you can always get what you, what you can afford at any time. Don't just use toothpaste that brushes your teeth. Use Pepsodent that protects your teeth. Pepsodent, every smile matters. My guest joining me tonight for a conversation. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Richard Salome, the General Secretary of the Ghana Medical Association. Cecilia uh, Senu is the CEO of Hope for Future Generations and co-chair of the Global Fund Advocacy Network. We're also joined by Dr. Nicholas Ajabu. He's the head of our medical engineering unit at the Ministry of Health. And of course, he's no stranger to this conversation. Kwame Sapansiru is a CDD fellow in public health. I want to start with you, uh, Mr. Salome, because you have your men across the country, your, your officers, the doctors work in these facilities. The story we watched of Sandema, is that an isolated hospital in terms of the deprivation that we saw? Well, um, good evening to your listeners, and uh, thanks for having us in this discussion. Um, the story you saw, uh, unfortunately, it's not an isolated incident across the country. We have seen this across various aspects, even in the capital city itself, with complaints about Kolebu, the surgical block, we have seen various facilities across the country. So it's not really an isolated uh, issue across the country. How bad is it across the country? Well, I cannot uh, put a figure to it, but what I can say is that even if it is one place that is bad, for which translates into loss of lives and then also decrease in the quality of care that can be given as well as delays in care and then general decrease in the confidence that we have in the health system. That is bad enough. I mean, look, I'm Sapansiru. So it is widespread. That's the head of the doctor's group saying this to us. You are not surprised by this, but the real question is, knowing how important healthcare is for any country, why have we looked on and led this to fester? Welcome, thanks, and good evening to everybody. You ask why we looked on for this to first time. It's because as a society, we don't read, and our leaders know that we don't read. 
Because the first question that you asked um, Richard was about how widespread it is. In actual fact, the Ghana Health Service, the Ministry of Health, and the WHO have told us in the Ghana Health um, Harmonized Health Facilities Assessment that was released in July of last year. The data is there, nicely presented, pictorially, serially, telling us how bad the situation is. That if you even take my sector and pharmacy, only 10% of pharmacies have a decent ability to maintain a cold chain. It's there. It's not me saying it. It's the Ghana Health Service saying it. It's the Ministry of Health saying it. Only 5% of our hospitals have decent health, um, what we call the basic equipment for um, a consultation room. It's not me saying it. What it means is 95% of them might misdiagnose you. So yes, I can understand someone like Richard because he wants to be diplomatic because obviously he is a leader when it comes to health. But at this point, you cannot be diplomatic because we've got three reports. We've got the harmonized report. We've got the Ghana Statistical Service report, which was released last month. The harmonized report tells us how bad the facilities are. The Ghana Statistical Service report tells us the impact of those bad facilities when it comes to our health outcomes. So if anyone asks me how bad this is, I tell them that, well, if you want to know how bad it is, you would read it. And that is why I fault us as a people, collectively, because as long as we don't read these reports, our leaders would hide these things in plain sight. Don't put them out there. Because they know we don't read, we don't care, and we don't value our health enough. And they know that at the end of the day, what will happen is another year would come, another report would be prepared, and the, the beat goes on. And that's basically what it is. So for me... If you, if you want to see how bad it is, I can read you some of the statistics, but I don't want to be gory on here. And it's not my statistics. It's what um, the harmonized report tells us. Yeah, and, and that's why we sent uh, Jojo and his team into the countryside, just to go into rural areas so that can, we can begin to appreciate this. Because that report is really startling. But let me bring in Cecilia. Cecilia, you, you work on the ground, you work in these communities. I want to understand the impact on lives in these communities. Looking at how terrible the situation is on the ground, the pictures that we saw from Sandima are shocking. How is this affecting lives? Yeah, thank you very much. Good evening to you and your listeners, and thank you for giving us this opportunity. I, I mean, I'm very sad and disappointed in the, our political leaders and our government especially for letting our health status reach this very bad dilapidated situation i know how can a sick hospital provide service quality health service to the citizen it is you know looking at this and reading so many documents health is a political choice and if these poor people in the community, in the hospitals are going through this, then that would mean that our maternal and our mortality, our, uh, the ratio will be, our sickness and death will increase. And what is happening now is that people thought that providing services, like giving them something like it's not their right. We believe that 
health services are right. And if you are in a broken facility, look at the type of structure we saw in these communities. How can the health service providers themselves have that goodwill, love, and interest in the health of the people? I think it's a shame. To me, it's a shame. And I'm ashamed as a Ghanaian seeing this in this country where we are a, a low middle income and we say that we are on our own. We are really in charge of health in Africa. I mean, how can we joke with people's health? The poor, the needy, the most vulnerable, who cannot talk, who don't have any voice. And yet, we are looking at 90% of people, our income is being used as salaries for people while the service is not being provided. And so we are really, really disappointing a lot of Ghanaians, especially those in the rural areas. And we must be ashamed for what we are doing and what is happening. Uh, Dr. Jebu, you represent the Ghana Health Service. What's the problem? Is it that we don't have the money? We are not prioritizing health enough? What's it? Hello, Doc, please unmute for me. Hello, Dr. Jebu. Hello. Yes, I can hear you now. Uh, the sound is so bad. What is the question? I, I can hear you clearly. I was asking you, you watched that uh, feature that we played at the beginning. What is really the problem? We have painted a national picture. The GMA says it's not isolated. You've heard Dr. Kwame Sapansiru put it in a bigger context of what your own research shows. What really is the problem? Is it that we don't have the resources, we don't have the money, or we are not prioritizing? What is it? The sound is so bad. Let me, let me try and use the phone if it will be better. Hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. We'll try and fix that. In your transmission. We'll try and fix that. But, but I, want to st I, want to st I want to stay with Richard. Richard, so because... Doctors work in these hospitals. These hospitals that you admit, we have more across the country than what we are able to show. How are they coping with the challenging circumstances they find themselves in? I mean, the doctor we saw in a Sandema in his, in, his, in his office with cracked walls, the, the, the tiles on the ground just not there, that sort of environment. How are the doctors coping? to provide health care? Well, um, if you first ask the question, why? I think clearly, as a people, we haven't put premium on health care. And that translates into maintenance issues as well as uh, how we maintain facilities, availability of equipment, and etc. Now, when you ask how doctors are coping, essentially it's how all health workers are coping. One, the tracks you see there, a serious risk, both personal and then uh, uh, I mean, if, an existential risk to those who work there because it could collapse on them at any time. Beyond that, it is not even safe to be able to render the care that you can give to patients. As the doctor mentioned in the video, you really listen to what he said about the fact that when it rains, they would have to stop seeing some patients and they will be unable to continue care. That leads to delays in the care that is given, and sometimes patients are not able to come back because there are longer queues for them to see. This then takes a toll on doctors 
nurses, health workers in their facilities. And this means that they cannot provide the adequate quality of services that they need to provide. And so this leads to all sorts of ramifications. Even just the beautification aspect of it, the aesthetics aspect of it, drives patients away. And especially where we are thinking as a country of attracting people into the country for healthcare tourism, then that means that people would not want to come into such a facility which often serves people across the borders from Togo and Burkina Faso and other places, which also will bring in some revenue. So the effects are multifaceted, both on the healthcare workers, the quality of care, as well as... Uh, Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura nueva Ram 1500 hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC even the confidence people have within the health system itself and and so for the Ghana Medical Association I'm curious you constantly must interact with the Ghana Health Service with the Ministry of Health do you advocate on these issues and what responses do you get? Because you, you wield a significant power in this whole equation, drawing the attention to it, but the demanding that the investments are made to fix a problem. Well, uh, I'm sure if you have followed our various releases, pre-COVID, during COVID itself, where well, we made very strong case that facilities must be retooled to prepare them for emergencies. We have also advocated for various things. If you remember, we released a strong statement asking government to give us updates on uh, the reconstruction of the general hospital, which was thrown down. We have advocated for various things across the country. On our own, as an association, we don't just speak on issues and leave it at that. As for the past three years, we as an association have seen that we may have to complement government's efforts and facilities that don't even have uh, phototherapy machines, theater beds in deprived areas, we have had to raise funds and donate quite a number of them. I think, if I'm not mistaken, about 12 phototherapy machines and then uh, uh, incubators as well as some theater beds across the country. So we do advocate on these issues. Of course, we need society itself to take ownership. Um, when the populace themselves, those who vest the power in the politicians, do not make demands, as Kwame was saying to some extent, then it becomes a bit easy for the politician to take some of these decisions and then ride on the fact that we are so partisan and would not hold them to account. And so it is important that we, the masses, and the people who actually own the power that we delegate to these people also support groups like GMA and the other professional groups that speak on these matters and make demands that these things should be done. And so we advocate, and I'm sure when you look at our track record, we are probably one of the few uh, professional groups that continue to advocate on various issues from health to other issues. And, and uh, Kwame Sapansiru, should we simply put this problem, and you can actually even elevate it to a crisis, down to a poor country unable to find the resources to invest adequately into health? Is, that, is it that simple? No, it's not that simple at all. I mean, I mean to even say that is ridiculous, and and it's a non-starter. I mean, look, you, we've got these hospitals. 
we have this harmonized survey report. It tells us that we do not have the basics to provide healthcare in 95% of our consultation rooms across the country. We know our health expenditure per capita, and we know the fiscal space in our health budget, that it is slim. When you take away salaries, recurrent expenditure, and all that, it is slim. But we choose to go and um, construct 111 hospitals to the detriment of the hospitals that we cannot tool up properly. Mm. That is a choice. That is a choice. It is a choice. You see, we are making the wrong choices, taking the wrong decisions, and blaming poverty. I think at a point in time, even Jesus Christ would be sad that we blame poverty so much for things that we as humans can fix. So, for me, how can you tell me that you can find money to build new hospitals, but you cannot find money to maintain the current stock of hospitals and equipment and rehabilitate them for the larger population of the citizenry who use them? It doesn't make any uh, public health sense. So, don't let us blame poverty. Let's blame, and that's why I did say this morning on the Super Morning Show, this matter should be elevated above the head of the technocrats who manage our health system. Mm. These are policy choices that are being made at the political level. And they are bad policy choices. And people don't want us to talk about it because bottom line is we don't read. And like I'll continue saying, the best way to hide anything from the Ghanaian is to put it in plain sight. All these documents have been available. If you remember the 18th of September, I held a public lecture and I put a lot of this data out. Who cares? We are lazy as a population. We don't read. We do not care. But then it comes back to bite us. And that is what the problem is. It's nothing to do with poverty. Okay. Uh, stay with me, gentlemen and ladies. I want to take a quick break. When I return, I'll hear from the Ghana Health Service on what, what is it. They should tell us. They are in charge of fixing this particular problem together with the health ministry. Um, and we may also actually get the health ministry into the conversation. Is it that they, they, they just lack of prioritizing properly? As Kwame Sapansiri has said, if you have money for 111 new hospitals, but you have far more across the country that and delivering health care the way they should because the facilities are just like the Sandema one. Why don't you invest that resource into upgrading them, fixing them, before thinking about building new ones? So what really are the policy choices that we are making at the Ghana Health Service and the Ministry of Health? And why are we making them after this break? Just live here on PM Express, and we're having a conversation about our sick hospitals across the country after we sent our men into the communities in the rural areas to bring us the stories of these hospitals uh, across the country. We've watched a fair bit of some pretty shocking stories, uh, particularly from Sandema. We also have the Hamley story, where that particular hospital in that particular community has no defibrillator. So if your heart skips a beat, 
you won't get anything to resuscitate it um, efficiently because then you live with human beings who have to do the CPRs that, as you know, is not as effective as using that equipment, the very basic equipment there. And that's a, a conversation that we need to have in itself. But thankfully, we've been joined by the spokesperson uh, for the, uh, the Ministry of Health. I believe we lost him. We'll try and see if we can bring him back uh, because we lost the Ghana Health Service uh, rep earlier, and we're trying to reconnect to both. But we'll, we'll, we'll get them, get a sense of the policy choices that we are making and what really is an is a issue. Uh, and I want to return to you, Cecilia. Cecilia, so let's talk now. I think we know what the problem is, right? What solutions should we be implementing? Government, the current overriding government policy now is to build 811 more hospitals. So they're putting up additional infrastructure. Do you agree, first of all, with the position of Kwame uh, Sapa that that necessarily doesn't solve the problem? I perfectly agree with him. If, if you cannot sustain what you already have, and you cannot maintain it, why do you add more? Okay, so if that, doesn't, that, solve, need, if that doesn't solve the problem, what will solve the problem? I want to hear your, your, your take on that. I think, I think in the whole discussion, it's prioritization. Are we prioritizing the health of the people? I don't think we need more hospitals. Because the various uh, uh, municipalities, districts, sub-districts, the sub-national level, we have a lot of facilities that are broken down, that are not working. We don't have basic uh, consumables, things that will save lives of the people available. And so there is no need building new hospitals now. The money that we will use to build hospitals should be used to maintain the hospitals and provide the basic health facilities, uh, commodities, consumables for the health. There is no way we can achieve universal health coverage with this kind of behavior and this kind of attitude. I think 20, by 2030, we should be achieving universal health coverage. And we signed to this. Abuja declaration, we say 15% of the, uh, our health or our budget should be invested in health. Are we really doing all this or we just sign on these declarations? There is no need building new hospitals. What we have to do is to use the money we have now. It's we are in crisis as a country. We are in health crisis. We should use the money to maintain these hospitals and restore the broken down facilities that patients and people are not able to go. How can you go to a stinky hospital? From your nice house, then you go to a stinky hospital we are supposed to provide Health service, quality health service. I mean, there is no way we should be looking at more. We should maintain it. And I think we have to call on the government, Ministry of Health, Ghana Health Service, to sit up and address these challenges. Well, we I, cannot I, continue I, like I, this. I, they I, should I, not build. I, I want to bring in right now Isaac Ofeba, of who is the spokesperson for the health ministry, joins us now. Isaac, we saw the visuals from the community in Sandema. And we now understand from the Ghana Medical Association, the research that you yourselves have done at the Ghana Health Service, the ministry, that this is a widespread problem. We have a lot of sick hospitals across the country. What is the problem from the point of view of the health ministry? Why do we have so many of them when they should be delivering health care to people, but the hospitals themselves are sick? Hello, Isaac. Please, 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 please
the report that we are talking about is also to inform the ministry in a way to have policies to improve these structures that we are saying. However, I would want to suggest or say that we cannot say that because of these situations that we find ourselves in, there will be no need for us to have new hospitals at some districts, which, as we speak now, don't have district hospitals. And so, Agenda 111, yes, we need it, and it's one of the reasons why it's been implemented. When you have some hospitals that people, some uh, district that people have to travel a long distance before accessing the facility, it's another issue that we need to look at. You have some places like a farm place north where people have to cross the lake and come and visit the nearest district hospital before they are able to access health facilities. So the fact that we have some hospitals that are having issues does not write out entirely the necessity or the reason why we have Agenda 111. What we are facing now could be part of maintenance culture that we lack as a country. Yeah, but so, but, so but, but, but don't, don't quickly blame the country, but you are the policymakers. You give us a direction. You provide the resources to fix this. So you've identified the problem. If it is maintenance of equipment and infrastructure, why are you not implementing a policy that ensures that this hospital you're watching on our screens doesn't deteriorate to this extent and that it has a facilities properly maintained to provide health care. All right. So that takes me to La General Hospital. If you and I could remember, looking at the structure defect upon which reason the facility was pulled down, this became a lot of issues. And so you have challenges at a point you are being compared to take action and at a point you are being compared to wait until you have the resources available. Now, when you look at this particular structure, when this issue gets to the Honorable Minister or the Ministry, the, the infrastructure directorate was compared to go and have access so that we are able to know the cost involved. Some of these structures that we are looking at, if you have to take the cost of maintenance, it will give you a new hospital straight away. So these are some of the challenges that we are putting in place so that we address them. You will talk about maintenance, where you need to put a new facility. When you look at what we have now, if we have to invest money into maintaining it, into bringing it back to life, it will rather be good that we have a new facility instead of going back to maintain some of these things. Yeah. And so these are some of the challenges that we face, and we are addressing them, and we hope that some of these issues, by the time we if the agenda one fully takes over, some of these issues will be addressed. Did, 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 did I hear you say and clarify that the ministry is conducting a facilities audit across the country? Yes, some of these issues came up, and direct, the infrastructure directly is taxed by the Honorable Minister that you assess all, some, all these facilities that are having these challenges. And like I said, and, and, some and, of and, these what, and what's the goal? What's the goal there? What's the objective of no, this? When you have them, the objective of a survey is to inform you about the, the, the amount of money you need into forming up a budget that will be able to take care of some of these things. One, like I said earlier, we are looking at renovation. We are looking at rehabilitation. But some demand new hospitals instead of this rehabilitation. When you look at this particular structure that we are talking about, Merona, if you and I have to go and say that we are going to refurbish it, we are going to rehabilitate it, 
bet me and trust me, we would rather have to use that money to put up a new hospital instead of putting up uh, rehabilitating the old hospital. Okay. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I would suggest that we don't write out away the Nigeria 101 entirely and say that because we have these issues around, we shouldn't have new hospitals. I'm telling you, go across the whole country yeah, and okay. you realize that there are some places that people who have to... Yeah, Isaac, Isaac, stay with me quickly. Stay with me briefly. Let me bring in uh, Kwame. Kwame, that, that intervention that he just told us about, this facilities all across the country, isn't that a part, part of the solution that we should be implementing? I'd say la, 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 la. Hear people talk like that. I realize that they lack the gravitas to even speak on health. I mean, sometimes I need to call a spade a spade. And I, I, I have the luxury of doing that because I work in civil society in the CDD where I don't have to be diplomatically correct. I have to say that's a test based on the data. You presented me with a report. The report is clear on the needs of the country. I also have the luxury of the last budget presented by the finance minister, where there is no line when it comes to biomedical, uh, what we call it, maintenance of our health equipment. And, and I, I think you need to bring Nicholas in, because he would probably give us another aspect of this whole conversation. I know you are struggling with his line. But the point is, you are dealing with a situation whereby health is a public service good. Mm. It is a human resource right and has to be delivered. It is not being delivered because the facilities are sick. You have a harmonization report that is telling you what the problems are. And you tell me the answer is Agenda 111. Okay, so, so apart from that, he says, though, that there has been a directive from the minister to the facilities department to travel across the country, do an audit, to come back Look, and give them a picture of the state of these hospitals, what it will cost, then they can go and fix them. This is where I get animated. Let him go and read his own holistic assessment of the health program of the health um, works report. That is a report that is a statutory document that is... Pro- and that is why I keep saying, you know the problem with Ghana? Our politicians know the best way to treat us is to put the truth in plain sight. If you go into the holistic assessment of health programs of works report, he wouldn't be saying the sort of things he's saying. I call Richard on here. Richard reads that report, it's published annually. I read it. Anyone who works in health needs it. Let them go and look and look at the number of health facilities we have across the country. Let us look at the number of those health facilities that require a, a doctor to operate, which at last count were 2,488. Let us look at the doctors we have in Ghana, including teaching hospitals and regional hospitals and all that. And ask that, do we even have the health human resource to build new health facilities? 
please, no one should send me on a target that would send me to my early grade. When I hear people talk like this, I realize they lack an understanding of the statistics when it comes to running health. And people like this should not even be speaking for the, the Ministry of Health. I'm sorry, but let's call a spade a spade. Sometimes these things require members to speak. And that is why I'm saying I'll be very interested in hearing Nicholas speak to the biomedical engineer background of these things. Because a lot of these things, when it comes to maintenance and all that, is down to the fact that we don't, we even bring in equipment, we don't sign contracts that would ensure they are maintained. And we are building new hospitals and we go and commit the same crimes again. Mm. Simply because we want to go on a procurement exercise. Well, what, what is wrong with us? Why can't we look at our own statistics? And that is why I always speak to government data. Yes, I do my research, but the government data is there, and the government data tells us how sick we are in our line of thinking. And then I come and hear this sort of diatribe being given to me as though I cannot read. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't take this. Isaac? Yes, I don't think Rockham uh, is being fair here. The question you put to me was in regard to Sadema and then the deplorable state of some hospitals in the country. Nicholas, Dr. Nicholas is talking about the equipment. And so it will not be fair on his side to say that we are speaking trash. I don't think that is fair. And I will plead that sometimes we should be very decorous in the way we treat other people when we need them to contribute to some of these issues. He's referring to a report that came up in June. Fine. That report is yet to be prepared so that we can have that in our next budget. So you can't compare... A report that came out in June. A budget was ready in November. Don't even go there. A report came out in July. A budget was ready in November. We are in January. Please let me don't let me let me like let me bring to me okay just a second just a second yes Isaac I don't know whether there is I don't know but let me be very fair here you we are talking about the deplorable state of some hospitals in this country you are talking about the the measures that the ministry is putting out to address some of these issues and I am saying that the minister have directed the directorate of the infrastructure of, of the ministry in charge of these issues Rock to go affect them, them so if you are having a report and based on that particular report you want to rubbish everything that we put out there i don't think you have been fair that okay. same report has some issues that we have to deal with which we have already dealt with them some of the statistics that are in that same report from the Ghana Statistical Service, we cannot run down all of them, but there are some that are questionable. So if you want us to address issues, you don't take a strict standard, you will not allow any reasons. That is not fair on our side. And I must say that we are all human beings. Let us try and accept each other's view. Otherwise, it will come to a point in time, you will look for somebody you want him to address issues, and it's going to be one-man show. Okay, let, let, I want to I wanna hear from... The issue here, we are talking about Agenda 111 is needed. Yeah, you, 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 uh, you've made, you've made that point. You, you've made that point yeah, that Agenda 111 is needed, but you're also doing an infrastructure audit. I want to quickly hear from uh, doc, Dr. Dr. Salome. Uh, doc, the GMA, what, what's your own proposal for fixing this particular problem? Well, um, 
health is quite a passionate matter and therefore I can understand. But I, I may want to just say that uh, let the two gentlemen calm down. I think in the end we must solve issues here. Brown Kwame, I know he's a gentleman. I'm sure Isaac is also a gentleman and they will solve this behind the scenes. Now, for GMA, there are multiple facets to the issue, as we have said. One is the fact that there seems to be no clear and costed policy that deals with maintenance issues and retooling across the country. Mm. And we think that, one, there should be a clear and costed policy that guides this. That means that there will be dedicated funding that takes care of of the healthcare that we are talking about. Two, government of Ghana used to, out of this, government of Ghana used to have some funding that went to facilities, the regional directories of facilities for maintenance purposes. Since the advent of NHIS, that has dwindled and some little support comes from here and there and some equipment support still comes. If this dedicated funding is there, which we think the repurposing of the COVID-19 levy, which we are still collecting even though COVID is done, a percentage of this can be directed towards that. Also, facilities are hand-tied because the tariffs that come to us from the NHI, which is the largest financing mechanism in the country, doesn't take into cognizance maintenance issues and things that we talk about. And the tariffs are already inadequate. And the facilities are being burdened. They will have to pay electricity bills, which were initially covered by government. These tariffs need to be reviewed, paid on time, and then also include a component that deals with uh, maintenance, as we've uh, talked about. Again, there are components that deal with maintenance levels in facilities. Mm. And some of them may be attributable to things happening within facilities. And we think that facilities also have to adhere to their maintenance schedules, their planned preventive maintenance for their equipment, as well as the, the buildings and other things that go within them. We also think that... When people contribute to the healthcare facilities, equipment, etc., they tend to have that ownership of it and pay a bit more attention and importance to what facilities do. Mm. And if you see the big hospitals across the world, like in Richmond, you have the Massey Ferguson people, Rockefeller and co contribute to bigger facilities out there, which some of us go. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.